Hey, Emily. Hey, Stephanie. Want to do a podcast? Actually, I think it's time we sync up with someone else. Hi, I'm Nicole Child and welcome to Sync Ups with Cycle Chats, a space for women to be educated, empowered and inspired. On this episode, we'll be debunking five common procrastination myths that will help you to understand what is actually causing you to procrastinate and start the process of getting you back in control of your mind so that you can start taking action. So procrastination is a problem that lots of people deal with and it's an issue that comes up regularly with the clients that I work with in my hypnotherapy practice. So it's said that it affects around 85% of us and 80% of salaried workers and 76% of entrepreneurs procrastinate at least one to four hours per day and 20 to 25% of adults are considered chronic procrastinators. So procrastination can be described as the art of doing nothing until it's too late to do anything and it can show up in a number of different ways. So for example it could be that you've got a deadline to meet but you decide that you're going to clear out your wardrobe or that cupboard under the stairs instead. Or you've got a task to do, but you're finding it difficult to concentrate. And before you know it, you've picked up your phone and you've lost two hours scrolling through TikTok. Please tell me I'm not the only one that's experienced this. And for some people, it can also happen when they experience this overwhelm of doing too much or having too many things that they need to do, that they freeze and they don't end up actioning many of the things or any of the things on their list at all. So in this episode, we're going to dive into five common beliefs around procrastination that might actually be making your procrastination worse. So let's get into it. Myth number one, procrastination is down to a lack of motivation, discipline, or that you're just lazy. So it's really important to note here that you can procrastinate without being lazy. I know lots of people who are Olympian procrastinators. They're constantly on the go. They're constantly doing stuff. They're just not doing the stuff that they should be doing or that they need to be doing. So motivation and discipline are to do with mindset. And first and foremost, procrastination is a physiological process. It happens because your brain perceives a real or an imagined threat. Chemicals like adrenaline and cortisol, which is a stress chemical, gets released into our body and our flight, flight or freeze reaction takes place. So in the work that I do, we talk about two parts of the brain. We've got the intellectual, rational part of the brain, which is the part of the brain that's listening to me at the moment, the part of the brain that knows that you need to be getting whatever it is done before the deadline. And then on the other side of things, we have the primitive survival brain, which isn't rational, and it's all about keeping you safe and alive. So when we're working in our rational part of our brain, we make good assessments of situations. We plan out when things need to be done, we prep, and we action them. However, when we're in survival mode, our brain doesn't care that we've got a deadline to meet. It's panicking, it's stressed out, and it may well avoid doing what needs to be done. And remember here, it's not rational, so it may well go and clean the kitchen instead. Now, often people will say to me, well, to deal with procrastination, you just need to get on with it. It's a bit more complicated than this because there are innate energies at play. Things like our stress and our anxiety levels, our energy levels, sleep, subconscious thoughts and all of this juicy stuff that we'll be getting into in the upcoming episodes. It's not a case of just going to do it because if that was the case you would have done it by now. Myth number two, procrastination is a time management problem. So procrastination can affect our time management leading us to that last minute rush and decreased productivity but everyone procrastinates. People who have all the time in the world procrastinate. 
And that's because the underlying cause for procrastination isn't your ability to manage time. Sure, having more time can certainly help, but I've worked with many people who have plenty of time on their hands and they're not necessarily working through their to-do list. Speaking from experience here as well, I know that when I was at university where I had big chunks of free time, I wasn't exactly the most proactive and productive person and I still happened to leave assessments that had been set for months to the last few days, sometimes even the last few hours. So if it's not about time management, what is it about? It's about emotional management. It's a self-regulation issue, a way of coping with challenging emotions and negative moods induced by certain tasks. This could be boredom, anxiety, insecurity, frustration, resentment, self-doubt, and so on. For example, if we feel that we're not going to perform well on a task, then we're more likely to postpone it to avoid facing that fear. Now, when we're working in our survival brain, which isn't able to rationalise that we're actually better off getting it done and out of the way, we're avoiding it. We don't want to do it. And that's because our survival brain sees it as though it's a life or death situation and it begins to prioritize that short-term survival mode or that short-term mood over our long-term goal achievement. Now that's not to say that managing your time doesn't help. There's certainly lots of advice out there that's very useful talking about blocking out times, breaking things down into smaller chunks, scheduling things, all of which are useful tips and they're tips that I use with my own clients. But the problem here is it's not going to help if you're not dealing with the underlying issue. And these techniques are only useful when we're operating from our rational intellectual part of our brain. And as we know, procrastination is to do with our survival brain. And we can spend so much time planning things that it can actually lead to further overthinking. And we end up spending more time on the planning and the prepping than the actual doing. And guess what? We're procrastinating. (laughs) So myth number three is procrastination is a good thing. Leaving things to the last minute motivates me. If you are somebody who says this, this is an excuse that comes from your ego. And I like to call people who leave things to the last minute active procrastinators. There is no judgment here at all because I have fallen into this camp before, leaving things to the last minute, knowing that I will definitely get it done that way or that the pressure will help me and motivate me to get it done. And I'm sure in most cases, you have managed to get those tasks done eventually because you have to, you don't have a choice. But that doesn't mean it's necessarily a good thing or it's effective. The underlying thing here is for whatever reason, your brain is telling you not to do that thing. Now, this could be because of a fear of failure, a lack of confidence, or you're just not aligned with the task at hand. And sometimes it's not always easy to recognize this unless you do that deeper work and you understand what's going on in your brain. But either way, you've developed this self-protective attitude of leaving things to the last minute so that you are spurred on to eventually getting it done. And what happens here is research has shown that leaving things to the last minute can actually make our performance and the result worse. And this is because it's increasing our stress and our anxiety levels and actually it can encourage us to procrastinate more in the future. The fact that you've left it the last minute and you're being forced to act is just creating more resistance and those unhelpful behaviours are becoming more cemented. It's ramping up your stress levels even more, putting you in that survival brain. And myth number four, now this might sound like it contradicts the last myth that I spoke about, but bear with me. So myth number four is 
all procrastination is bad. So Tim Pitchell, who heads up lots of procrastination research, actually says that not all delay is procrastination and not all delay is bad. Taking time out can actually enhance our creativity, our processing, our planning and overall our productivity. So taking time out can actually allow you to prepare, help you to manage your schedule so that you can find a time that works best for you. And often taking a step back helps you to see that bigger picture. It allows you to be more creative process what's going on and problem solve. But the key thing here is it's about finding that appropriate balance. You do not want to be leaving things to the last minute where you're then ramped up in your survival brain. You want to be leaving enough time that you allow yourself that time to be able to problem solve, figure out how you're going to do things and then action it. And you'll find that actually successful people block out time. They actually block out procrastination time. So it allows them that time to be able to see all sorts of different angles to solve a problem, you know, get lots of ideas down on bits of paper, process what's going on, and also leaves time as well to edit what they're doing. And this is where it's important for you to understand what the factors are that come into play when it comes to your own procrastination. When you understand how your brain works, why on a soul level you're procrastinating, you're able to put in the appropriate tools and strategies that will help you to be able to take the action that you need to. And finally, number five, I'm a procrastinator and it won't change. I hear this a lot, especially before I work with my clients. And it's a response that quite often is, again, your ego trying to keep you safe. It's your survival brain that's saying, yeah, this is just the way that I am. And what I will say in response to this is, you won't change with that kind of attitude. I'm only joking. On a serious note, you can change, but only if you are open to it. Believing that the tendency to procrastinate is a trait that can't be changed is actually what's keeping you stuck where you are. So what I would say here is to stop defining yourself as a procrastinator. There might be patterns to when you put off taking action and when you don't. And there are things that are worth exploring. And a tip that I can recommend to shift this belief is to use positive affirmations. So positive affirmations work by replacing negative thought patterns with healthier ways of thinking. And by practicing positive affirmations, you're also increasing your self-confidence and your self-worth and minimizing the stress on the body and the mind. Research has actually shown that this can reduce the production of cortisol, that stress hormone, and it can have a positive impact on your brain and your body. Practicing positive affirmations can help you to create a sense of future orientation, which also helps you to focus on actionable steps so that you can then achieve your goals. From a neuroscience point of view, positive affirmations help the brain form new neural pathways, which create physical connections to those repeated thoughts. Essentially, what's happening here is that it's strengthening these pathways, making it easier for your mind to return to those positive statements and thinking patterns rather than falling back into that negative thinking. And eventually, this can lead to positive mental and physical outcomes associated with those thoughts, such as enhancing our self-esteem and our confidence so that we feel that we can action what needs to be done. So some examples of positive affirmations you might want to use are things like, I allow myself to focus on one small step at a time or I love taking action to achieve my goals another one you can use as well is I will concentrate on my number one priority today the most important thing when you're using a positive affirmation is to pick one that one is positive but also that you find empowering I like to repeat mine first thing in the morning when I'm sort of in that daisy half asleep mode. And this is because that vowel between our subconscious and our conscious mind is thin here. So we're actually more likely to take on board those positive suggestions. 
You can also repeat them in the mirror, combine them with a power pose, or repeat them throughout the day as well. So there you have it, what procrastination is and what it isn't. And in the next episode, we're going to be diving into the unconscious reason for procrastinating, how we can soothe our subconscious to beat procrastination. We hope you sync up with us next time. <laughs>